0: My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickle's and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Travis Goff is the athletic director at the University of Kansas. Travis spent the previous 20 years as a development administrator at multiple universities, including Kansas, Tulane, and Northwestern. And then, in 2021, Travis returned to Kansas as athletic director, the same year the men's basketball team won the national championship. Travis is an incredible fundraiser. At Tulane, he was responsible for leading a $70 million athletics fundraising campaign. While Travis was at Northwestern, the school raised more than $460 million dollars. His fundraising success and ambition continues at KU, where he just announced a $335 million fundraise for the football stadium and surrounding area. Travis is also known for enhancing culture through value-based leadership and inclusivity while promoting student-athlete wellness. I hope you enjoy learning from Travis Goff today, because I certainly did. Travis, it's great to connect today. We have a mutual friend in Tom Holmo, the athletic director at BYU. I'm grateful he was able to connect us, and I'm grateful you'd share your time with me today.
1: Great being with you, Nate. Appreciate the opportunity.
0: Well, you've had an impactful tenure at KU in a short period of time. First year here, Coach Self and the basketball team win the national championship. You hire Coach Leipold, I believe your first hire. Uh, He's had great success with the football team. You've announced major renovations to the football stadium. You've had great success in volleyball, women's basketball, among other sports. And of course, your career is longer than just your time here at KU. Uh, But as you think back on on your career... Are there any simple, practical, underappreciated lessons you've learned that you'd most like to pass along to others?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think maybe maybe a place to start for me, which is it's almost so simple, but I think it doesn't quite get enough attention, is just this idea of, um, you know, likability, respect, that whole thing. You know, we we all have heard the saying that you're better off being respected than liked, and I think we all agree with that in a lot of ways, you know, you, if you're not respected, then gosh, you you probably aren't going to get really that far. There's a lot of aspects of what makes someone potentially respected. But I think in fact, that it's both being likable and respected, which are really key attributes. And they're not always one of the same, even though there's a, there's a strong correlation between the two, you know, as a young, as a young person, and maybe it's the middle child in me, and maybe it's just, you know, my, my personality. I think there's, there's a general um, people-pleasing kind of uh, foundation in the way I've always operated going back to my youth and, um, again, childhood and growing up and all those things. And I think I, I carried certain elements of that early into my career where it was it wasn't trying to be liked for the sake of being liked. I think it was more about doing the right thing and treating people the right way. And in doing so there's oftentimes an outcome of being reasonably liked as a person. And I didn't appreciate or value that to the full extent, but as I got deeper in my journey, Nate, I recognized that every step of the way um, that that likability slash respect aspect of leadership is really important. And I think sometimes, you know, what does what likability mean? What does it not mean? What does that entail? Where, where is that a liability potentially? Um, are all things that should be better kind of unpacked. But to me, the, the likability index isn't around being the most fun, the most engaging, the most, um, you know, the best speaker, so to speak, or the person that best mobilizes um, um, a group in terms of leadership it's really a basic tenet. It's, again, it's treat people the right way. It's doing the right thing. It's it's doing the work that's asked of you and doing it at a re- reasonably high level, if not uh, very high level. And to me, that outcome of, you know, having a journey that was maybe built upon likability to whatever extent and respect is I think a foundation of career and life and leadership that, again, I think it's just, I think it's undervalued. And as I think about being a leader now of an athletic department of this size and this magnitude and having the the pressures and the expectations that come with it, you know, I could get away probably with not caring much about likability, quote unquote, but I don't think that's what best positions our culture, our organization. So I really do put some stake into, hey, does the place like, my approach through the people like me in the sense of they're comfortable, they they are um, willing and able and interested in in engaging and connecting, and that they feel like I'm approachable, right? Those are those are the reasons why likability matters, in my estimation. And so I really have probably spent some time recognizing that. Um, It's been a core tenet of my entire journey, but I think certainly over this last two years at KU, uh, if you don't have that, I think you're working at a little bit of a deficit, both within your own organization as a leader, um, across, in my case, a a campus community, that I need great partners and, you know, genuine, authentic uh, relationships with these people and these other leaders across campus, and then certainly when you think about Fans, alumni, and donors. So that to me has been a, a, a learning that's probably you know reinforced itself many a times over over my journey.
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I mean, uh, you're interacting with so many people. You have so many stakeholders. One of whom is the greatest basketball coach of all time in Bill Self. Uh, so I can imagine you know you're being thoughtful about. Each of these relationships that you have with these people, and, and I think this lesson of likability is especially interesting because when I started this podcast, I was thinking of lessons that I most want to pass along to my kids. And I recorded about 25 episodes, uh, things about you know gratitude and how to communicate well. And uh, one of the lessons that I have planned that I have not uh, done yet, but that I will, is how to be likable. And so I'm going to reference this podcast when I eventually write that. And one of the things that, you know, a social psychologist and one of the findings from social psychology that I think is is quite underappreciated is this norm of reciprocity. When we're nice to people, they feel this urge to be nice back to us. You know, there's that saying that when you smile, the whole world smiles back at you. And when I am kind to another person, they feel this Urge this norm, this desire to be kind back, and, and so I really appreciate this lesson. I like this lesson of when we're likable, yeah, of course we need to be respected. It, we're not trying to be likable for the sake of being likable, right? But like you said, we're we're operating at a disadvantage if we are uh, not thinking about how to you know how to be likable when we easily can be, and just doing that by caring for other people and being kind to other people.
1: Yeah, I think you know you say it a different way really well, Nate, which is you know just general kindness and general, um, uh, respect, appreciation, and looking at people with a favorable lens, right. Given some benefit of the doubt. I think those are important elements of, of achieving that, that likability outcome. And the other, the other part of that reality is obviously in this role, I have to be a strong, decisive, yeah. uh, leader, right. I have to be somebody that is willing to jump in override, correct, um, elevate my my intensity elevate my my voice so to speak um you know that i do that not infrequently well if i'm going to do that then i better have had a foundation to where people go you know what he means this because he's saying it in a different manner and this must be really important and i trust and believe in who that individual is and the foundation they've laid so i'm going to take into account those moments where there is a little bit more uh, of a different tone, right? A little bit more of an uh, authoritarian type of approach to it, which again, we're all presented with times and needs in which we have to operate in that manner. And so I think there's a, there's a a strong correlation there.
0: Yeah. Well, great lesson, Travis. Uh, Any other lessons you'd like to share?
1: Well, I think, and I, and I look back again and, and um, less again in this role, because I, I have aspirations, I have ambitions, but they're really all related to how to help move the University of Kansas forward and maximize what we can be as an institution and the role that athletics can play. So that's when I, when I think about ambition or um, 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 you know, goals in which I, I want to reach, they're really more broader and organizational than they are about Travis. And that's, that's somewhat a product of, of being in a position that I've, I've aspired for, but being in a position that i don't have some other objective in reaching some other place in my career so i look back at the times and the places in which i really did have some aspirations and ambition for growth like like you know like all professionals do in a certain regard and i think about that balance in the learnings i had along that journey you know and and it was always had a layer of humility but it was always with some real ambition and um, some real aspirations to, to, to grow in a role, to uh, uh, at times have a title reflective of that, compensation reflective of that. Again, something that I think all all uh, y- younger professionals can, um, you know, resonates with them. And if they aren't living it now, they're going to live it at some juncture. So what's, what's the balance there? And there's no, you know, one-size-all-fit uh, approach to that juggling of, of doing the work that's in front of you, doing it at a high level, being respectful, being appreciative of the opportunity you're provided while also again, having uh, uh, greater goals, so to speak, looking for growth opportunities. And I think it's important to really be honest with yourself about that. You know, I think in order to really maximize who you can be and what your growth might look like professionally, you have to challenge yourself and you are you doing and maximizing the work that's been, asked of you, are you adding uh, value for other people in the organization and then of course more broadly for the organization itself? And then how do you in your own skin, right, comfortably in your own skin find opportunities and ways to challenge those around you, supervisors, etc, to consider your own individual growth that hopefully is mutually beneficial for both the organization and for you as well. And without that honest assessment, you're going to miss the mark. And I can look back at a time in, you know, my, when I left KU as a young person went down to Tulane university in new Orleans, great experience, exposed to so much stretched way out of my comfort zone every day in that environment. Um, And one of the experiences was this idea of, I feel like I've earned another opportunity within the organization and how did I mismanage that? How could I have changed the way I handled that? Where did I miss the mark when, frankly speaking, I, I had blinders on? I was only aware of what, what I, I believe to be the factors, and I didn't get enough learning and information from others. So I think that's really important, and you know, I certainly Nate, Nate could expand upon that, but I'll pause there.
0: Yeah, I think that's interesting. So uh, in psychology, we talk about uh, hedonic adaptation and how basically when we achieve something, uh, the happiness dip- dissipates probably quicker than we expect and things become normal. And so it, it's when we're working to achieve, when we have ambition, that's one reason why it's important to have goals so that we have something to work for because it's exciting. And sometimes when you achieve the goal, it's not as exciting as you think it's going to be. Uh, you know, the, Sometimes the chase is, is more exciting, right? Uh, so that helps us be motivated and happy. Doing it with others, as, as you talked about, is always more fun. Uh, we're social animals, and that's you know deathbed regrets typically tend to revolve around you know I didn't spend time with the people that I should have spent more time with, and then I really like this idea of latching onto opportunities. Uh, I was interviewing a, a professor a couple of weeks ago, and that was one of his key takeaways was you don't know what is going to happen in your life. Nobody can predict. You know, 20 years ago, who would have ever predicted you know what a social media influencer would be. And who knows what sort of career opportunities you'll have. And so what we do is we work hard. We do a good job with the opportunities we have, but then we're also looking for other opportunities. And when an opportunity presents itself, we latch onto it. So I really, I really like that lesson.
1: Yeah. and I think, you know, I I think the other recognition is when, when you get overly, certainly obsessive about growth and your next step and, and what that next role might be. And, you know, what title means or compensation means and on and on, you're, you're absolutely missing some opportunities to fully embrace the learnings you're gaining day in and day out. I mean, somebody said, Hey, Travis, were you, were you ready for that position to be an athletic director? And the answer, you know, I think if we're being honest is you're never really fully ready for it, but I can tell you without hesitation, if I hadn't soaked up the opportunities and the challenges that I was presented with at Northwestern or Tulane, there's no doubt I'm not ready for this. And I'm, I'm laboring, frankly, two years, as opposed to having developed confidence probably every day since I took this job that, you know what, my background, my experience, and the, the things I've been a part of are enough to lead in this manner, in this role at this particular institution. And so make really challenging yourself to be mindful. What, what did I learn today or this week that, I haven't even fully processed. What was I exposed to that was really hard, really uncomfortable, that gracious it has stretched and strained me to be able to tackle and, 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 and navigate something that probably is going to happen frequent when there's more growth and when there's more opportunity out in front of you. And I think that's, that's the definition of my job every day is I'm going to be exposed to something that in a, uh, not too long ago would have really stretched or strained me or made me uncomfortable. That's, that's my comfort zone today. Yeah. Right. So you gotta, you gotta embrace the, the moments and the challenges and there's good and bad in that. Cause some of the time you're going to be frustrated that you're not, it's not being um, recognized in the right manner. Um, but the reality is you're still, you're still growing and you can make the case you're growing more, more through that than you are when you're, uh, uh maybe fully, uh, um, recognize for the work you're doing.
0: Yeah, I I really like this idea of just being mindful, taking advantage of the moment, and then being aware of uh, the importance of balance. And my wife and I talk about moderation in all things. Now, maybe we don't want to be too moderate in our ethics, so maybe we don't want to be moderate in all things. uh, But this idea of being aware, are we pushing too hard here? Are we sacrificing too much or too little there? Um, So I I, And I love this idea of, like you're saying, uh, what was... Uh, a stretch for you years ago is now just, you know, the normal kind of default day-to-day environment that you're in. Uh, well, Travis, I, I really appreciate your time. I love hearing these lessons. Uh, you're, you're already just off to an incredible start here at KU. I know the the Kansas community is, is very grateful for the work you've done and uh, look forward to sharing these lessons with my students and my children. I, I love hearing them for myself as well. So really just appreciate your time today.
1: Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the opportunity. Looking forward to See on campus. Rock Chalk, my friend.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Mickles and Dimes. Travis Goff is both wildly successful and likable, and it's no surprise given the lessons he shared today. First, likability is often undervalued. While it may be better to be respected than liked, it's often possible to be both respected and liked. For Travis, it's not about trying to be liked for the sake of being liked, But by treating people the right way and doing the right thing, people will often like us. As Travis's career has progressed, and as he's worked with countless stakeholders, from players, coaches, fans, alumni, and boosters, he's come to appreciate just how powerful it is to be both respected and liked, and how if you're not liked, you're likely working from a deficit. Second, be mindful, humble, and appreciative of the opportunities you have, even while striving to achieve more. If we get overly obsessed with ambition and our next step, we may miss some of the opportunities for growth. Things that would have stretched or strained Travis not too long ago are now squarely in his comfort zone because he was able to soak up the opportunities from his previous roles. In summary, be likable and mindful. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously. Nate Mickle here with three quick requests. First, if you would like a quick summary of these lessons delivered to your inbox, sign up for Nate's notes at NateMickle.com. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. And finally, if you'd give this podcast a five-star review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate it. Thanks for your support.